Well, thank you, church. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be among you. I was usually around a little more often uh, until COVID started, and we uh, actually stopped our services for a while. Now we're doing it outside, but we were stopped services for a while, so I was actually taking food out to the community for a lot of them um, in the places where they were. So it didn't leave a lot of time. I was spending about four hours uh, on Sundays just delivering food, you know, for them. So I'm so excited to be here. It's my first time, as Rod calls it, or I guess as you all call it, the ranch. I'm excited to be here. Let me tell you one of the things as I looked out at, at, at all of you guys here that I'm kind of most excited about. Now, if you're older, don't take offense. But I'm excited to see all the youth and all the kids out here because it means you're doing your job. Because you know what? If, if the Lord should tarry, we got to get them ready. And that's kind of what's going on today. You know, normally I, Rod and I came out of the, the, uh, assembly, out of the same ministry, out of the Calvary Chapel ministry. And we we're taught to teach the Word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Today is going to be a little different, something different. As I was praying, I was, and Rod told me the time that I had that he wanted me to share um, God just led me to something, just, I think, a word for the church. And if you will, I have a title for today, and the title of what I'm going to share is called A Handful of Truth for Troubled Times. I need to pray, so if you would, uh, just bow your heads. I need to pray again. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I ask that you would open our hearts right now. I pray that you would, uh, Spirit, just pour down what you have for your church I, I pray that you'd empty me and pour yourself into me. I pray that you'd affect all of us here. From the speaker to the hearer, Father God, may we hear from heaven what you have today. May you encourage, may uh, you exhort, may you rebuke, may you do all the things the Scripture says that your word does. May we hear from you. Speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, let me just share. I, I've got, God told me... Uh, to give you a handful of things, five things today, you know, that are that handful of truths for today. We're, we're living in some troubled times right now, and I know sometimes our reaction in the middle of a trouble cannot be what God wants us it to be. Sometimes the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think are not what God wants it to be. So I want to share some things with you that I believe, without a doubt, God gave me because I'm not that smart. Here's the first one that I wanted. Here's a deep one, and I know you're not going to fully get it. You're not going to fully understand that there is no way that you're going to fully understand what I'm about to say. And not just because I don't understand it myself, but here, here's the first thing. You ready? Simple but true. God loves you. You said, wait, hey, wait a minute. How, how is that so deep? How's that? I, I, I hear it in the Word of God. I, I know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting night. I know that. But the Bible says his love is so deep, it's way past finding out. He says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 8, 30, uh, 38 and 39 says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
We can't understand. I, you know, I, I was reading. I'm in, the, in my quiet time. I'm in the, in the book of Job. And I wrote, I would listen to what God says as Satan came to him. And, and, and God says, you consider my servant Job. There's none like him. At that time, there was no one better than him as a man. And as I was thinking about that, I thought to myself, man, that, that was a great guy. But in the end, we learned that he had even error in, in his heart and how he thought about God. <laughs> there's, there's no one at all that's without sin. And yet God loves us and he keeps coming back after us, keeps chasing after us. He keeps giving us opportunities. There's something that gets all of you guys to come out here and hang out and come to church and, and have the fellowship like you have. Make sure your kids are here. There's something that, that God is working in your life to do right now. And he hasn't given up on us when he easily could. He has every reason to. The love that God has for us is deep, and we'll never understand it. We try to understand it with our own minds because, you know, I, I think about I thought about it like this. I have, I've got six kids. When they're little and they're, I can remember every tear, and they're, they're little and you're holding them and you want to protect them and you love them. And forgive me, church, and then they grow up. They become teenagers, and your love is tested. <laughs> you love them, but it's like, okay, you, you want to babysit? You, can have, you want to take them for the weekend? When they were little, you never do that. I got this. But when they get older, go. But God's not like that. He's doing everything to draw us near to him. The second one, and I started with these things, and I put them in order just in case. Some of you have reclining seats in your car. You may fall asleep. So if you fall asleep, at least you heard the best thing about it, that God loves you. You can bank on that in these trying times. You can trust in those things. But here's the second thing. It's simple, but it's true. God's always in control. When I was praying about what to share with my church this week, and I got the, the call from, from Pastor Rod to, and asked me to come, I was going to teach on Psalms 37. And you might look at that psalm. But I got this word from him as I read Psalm 37, and I was troubled by all the things that are going on. You guys, there's demonstrations even going on here. I heard, I was, my wife showed me a demonstration going on here in Yekaipur, demonstrations going on around the world and, and all the social unrest, people at unrest, churches at odds against uh, how we should handle COVID-19. Man, I, I, I had pastors come in and people leave the, the church, even where I rent from, the, the Spanish church that's there. People in the church said, you know, if you're going to cut your church down, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a church that trusts God because apparently you don't trust God because God is able to deliver us. Man, you need to make sure you have the whole counsel of God in you. Though you got to be careful what you share, you know. Jesus, when Satan came to him with a word like that, I was thinking, Satan told, told Jesus, hey, you know, stand in this temple. Satan quoted the word of God. Jump from this. He goes, don't worry, the angels aren't going to let you hurt yourself, paraphrasing the scripture. And Jesus said, you, should, you shouldn't tempt the Lord your God. And God, there's something that what I'm able to see right now is like it's happening here. It's like what's happening when we, had, we, we weren't in church at all. God didn't stop his word from going out. We serve a powerful God. We need to trust him that he's got this. 
When I read Psalms 137.1, the scripture says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious because of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Psalms 137.12 and 13 says, The wicked plot against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. See, God's got it in control. There are kings all throughout the times of Scripture who were not righteous kings who God allowed to be raised up and rule. Some of them dragged the, the nations of Israel into exile even. A few weeks ago, I was in the book of Ezra, and I was reading in Ezra chapter 1, and Ezra opens up, and it gives this great introduction even before Ezra is actually even introduced. And then this chapter, in chapter 1, if you go back and you read that, in chapter 1, a Persian king was over the exiled nation of Israel. And God came to the Persian king and he said, I want you to be in charge of building a temple for me. Persian king, worshiping everything else. I want you to go back in and I want you to take all the treasures that were taken by the king of Babylon back then, those that you, I had you preserved for me. Return every last one of them to my temple. And also, I want you to give extra money for the rebuilding of the temple. See, I read in Scripture, God's always in control. He knows every heart of every nation's leader. So back then, today, and every future nation's leader, God knows who they are, and God knows he's in control. See, today, there's fretting over. I've had friends and, and, and both who serve God and who don't come to me and say, Jim, waiting for my answer. Who should I vote for? I can't believe you would trust in that guy. And I'll tell them, I say, you know what, I, I could make a mistake. I'm going to pray on, on who God wants me to vote for as their next president, but God already knows. See, I'm, I'm strengthened by what the Word of God said. I'm trusting Him because the Scripture said it doesn't matter who's there. Proverbs 1.21 says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. The heart of every nation's leader is in the hand of my God and in the hand of your God. We, don't, we can trust in what God says. I can trust in His Word. Scripture goes on to say as the, the river moves back and forth, so God turns him wherever he wants. And if his heart is in his hand, he knows his mind. He knows his next steps. He knows how to stop it. We, you and I need to simply trust in God. Do you trust him? And I believe right now, the times we're going through church right now, is a test on how you and I trust God. We don't have to fret over, over this. Yeah, you know what? If I'm here, I, I see this is the way I would do church, doing my best to follow what we're supposed to do, being a witness, but not forsaking what God has and knowing that God is able to bring the Word of God and to, to lift our level of trust and to bring us together. We just need to be a praying church and a trusting church. <clears throat> the third thing we need to do that I saw in these troubled times is and here's the big one for us. We need to trust in the Word of God and do what it says. It doesn't matter. There are times when we're beaten down. There's just times when we're tired. There's times when we're troubled, times like, much like this. You know, in Scripture, Jesus was at a time like this, and Jesus came to the earth like a man, and he, he comes and he's, 
And in Matthew 4, the scripture says, you know, he was in the wilderness. After being in the wilderness for 40 days and, and having eaten and, 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 and fasting all those days, hungry, tired, thirsty, the first thing he's done that, he was, that happened is that he was met by Satan. Satan comes and he meets him right away. I don't know if you've had that. Things happen in our ears all the time. The whispering right now. Someone comes against. We watch the things on the news. Someone, we see the things that happen and we're angry. We're hurt. We think about our situation. What if they did that to my kid? What if they did that to your kid? I can't believe a pastor uh, came to me. I've got a word from this big pastor of a big church recently, not directly at me, but he said, hey, any pastor that's not afraid that, that doesn't trust God enough to bring his church together and, and tell the church, we're not social distancing. Take off your mask. Go in and amongst them. He's a wimp. He didn't say it like that. He said you don't have something that he used a worldly term. You're missing something. Challenging like that. And I go, wow. First thing I was was anger. But finally, God quickly matured me, and I prayed for him. Because we need unity in the body of Christ, not, not separation. We don't need to call anybody out. We all have one God. We all have one spirit. We all have one leader. And we have to answer to him whether we're doing right or whether we're doing wrong. We need to seek him. We need to do those things. But we need to trust in, in the word of God. Anyway, Jesus, he comes to this place, and he's met by Satan. And Satan comes to him and challenges him. He said, hey, you're the son of God. If you're the son of God, take these stones. And he said he... He said, and turn them into to bread and eat. And Jesus said this, something you and I may write out. The first thing Jesus said before he gives anything, he says, it is written. He said, it is written. See, there's things about my life and your life that you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how and when I'm going to die. I don't know the exact way things are going to work out in my life. There are things, places where I'm at today I didn't expect to be. There are things that I go to God and I go, well, how come I can't get this? How come I can't get that? But there are things that are written in the Word of God that we can trust. There are things that are written in the Word of God. I want to share just a couple things with you that are written that you may uh, look at, but some other things as you go through things in your life that are, are written for you, for you and I. Uh, Jesus quoted that scripture, first of all, from Deuteronomy 8.3. Jesus said this, but one thing that is written in the Word of God here is in Matthew 50, 53. I mean, I'm sorry, Matthew 53. I'm sorry. Psalms 53, verse 2 and 3. Matthew 53. Boy, you'd be looking forever for that. Psalms 53, verse 2 and 3 says, God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there's anyone who understand who seeks God. Every one of them is turned aside. They have all together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Gosh, that means not only the world is out there, but you and I, I've got to check me. I've got to be a man of God. I've got to be one who searches and asks God to search me every day of my life. The psalmist realizing this in Psalms 139, verses 22 and 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any 
wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life. See, I've got to change my own life. I've got to be focused on what he wants first before anything. Every man of God that I've seen in Scripture that is, is in charge of leadership will lead the nation that he's called to at that time to a place where he brings them together. And they lay down their lives in fasting and prayer first in unity. You want to see a powerful thing happen? As a church. And I know there's a bunch that would do it. Call a fast. Ask God what he wants to do with you specifically here at Sanctuary. I get to be a part of it too. And then what he wants you to do is you plug into the world and those around you. See God empty yourself first. Fast as a family and say, God, empty me. Change me first. I want to make, I want to make sure, I want you to, to change me so that my maturity in you will change. So in an instant when th- something comes against me, I know how to think and I know how to react. Because some things that need to happen in an instant in my life and in your life. Here's what's going to happen. It is written some other places. It is written in, in, in the New Testament that in the last days, we can't help it, but it's going to happen. There's people are going to, be, are going to go to church, and they're going to choose churches based on how they feel, what they want to hear, itching ears. In the last days, the Bible says that the, the love of many is going to grow cold. People are going to be lovers of themselves first. That's going to be our, their priorities. We need to pray that you and I are not like that. Also is written this. I love it. Jesus in Matthew 24, another reading. Maybe read the whole chapter just to let us know and, and remember that this is going to happen. But in that Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said this. And, th- and this is the gospel of the kingdom. Will be preached. And this gospel of the kingdom and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then it says this. And then the end will come. I think some of us are fighting for the f- and, and believing that that's not going to happen. I'm not saying to give up. I'm not saying to, to vote wisely. I'm not saying to, to, to speak the truth when, when someone is not treated fairly. I'm saying our focus should be on the kingdom of God. Our focus should be on what God wants us to do. And he'll lead us to do the rest of the things that he wants. Focus on God and his kingdom and realizing with this in mind, I'm not focusing on the things that I gain here on earth. I'm not focusing on, I'm focusing on the heavenly things. And I want my children, and if God should tarry, my children's children, and long after I'm gone, I'm, I, I want to raise up those who will keep that word going. But the truth is, the world is going to be fallen, and it's going to be the thing that takes God, pulls the church out, and brings the end. That's the truth. The fourth thing he gave me is to listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit as he speaks. In Romans 8, 14 and 16, it says, As many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Seek to be led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God, I'm just going to make this short as <coughs> I'm almost out of time. There are things that just happened to us. I was dwelling on this, just, just meditating on what God was saying to me. He speaks to the speaker, and as, he, as he should, long before he shares it. And I was meditating one day, and I was just listening to the things that, around me. And 
hearing what the Word of God was pouring out much more than I was able to share here today. And then I was, I was serving one day down below at Hope City, and God told me as I was helping out one of the guys that needed help, God told me to ask him to listen to his story. And I encouraged everyone that has come down. I said, you know, if you want to come down, you want to do a serve day, you know, it's, it's much more than serving in a line. And thank you for the offerings that you bring down. But sit beside one of the people and listen to them. They want to be heard. And I was listening to one of my guys. And I said, so, and he, he's only a couple years younger than I. And I said, what brought you to this place? Why are you in the place where you're at? And as he began to share his life, I found out that he was rejected. He was a castaway. He wound, it up, wound up in a, a foster home. He was abused. He was neglected. He had his back turned on. He went to the juvenile system. And, and when he got out, there was no help for him. And, and though I don't agree with where he's at today, and though I'm trying to minister to him, and though I have to do even something greater because I can't help, I have to pray for him constantly. But I, I began to hear the Spirit of God and see, see what he's up against. Unless we listen, we can't hear what other people are up against and what to pray for specifically. Listen to the Spirit of God. Lastly, sometimes we have to turn off the world. We have to turn on Jesus and listen to the Spirit of God. Hey, I love sports. Crazy about it. And every once in a while, I even listen to the news because I have to listen to the news to find out what the climate is. But I quickly go away. And this week, as I was meditating, I, I felt led to go back to which I spend most of my time doing anyway, listening to worship channels. And as soon as I turned on, I said, God, minister to me. And then I began, and I heard songs like, the first song I heard was a song by Dolly, uh, uh, Dolly Parton and Zach Williams. You may have heard it. There was Jesus. Look it up if you haven't heard the song, Oh My Gosh, The Rocky World. I was listening to Jason Gray. You know, he has a song that, Remind me who you are. Wow. And I was thinking in these times we need to be reminded who God is. The Spirit of God led me. He said, Jim, just leave it on this channel because I'm going to speak to you through all these things today. The Spirit of God was moving. Here's the final thing. <clears throat> Worship team, if you want ready, you guys can come up. Love is Jesus commands us to love. Jesus was challenged by a leader in those days and in, the, in, the, in, the, in his day. One of the leaders came to him and he said, he asked Jesus, he said, hey, what's the, the greatest command? What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to him, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And he said this, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. See, as we approach this world, we're going to have people say negative things to us. Had people say it to me all the time. Had someone say to me, even though they didn't realize how negative it was, they said, well, how many people showed up at Hope City last week? I looked at my, my channel, my uh, channel, which I take time on, and I do my, I, my uh, put out a word every week for those that might listen to it. Those who may get a hold of a government phone and may want to listen to the word. I said, how many listen? I said, well, 
Last week, none. How many, sir? But listen to what God says. And he says, you know what? If you have a heart of love, I'm going to take what you take, what you do. And I'm going to multiply it. And I'm going to use it the way that I see fit. Doesn't matter what anyone says to you, you do the right thing. Doesn't matter what happens in your home, you do the right thing. Hear what I say. Love like I want you to love. Handful of truths. Love. God loves you. Two, God is always in control. Trust in the Word of God. Number three, listen to the Word of God as He speaks. Love as He commands. Let me close with one last scripture. <laughs> I got this one this morning in my quiet time. Share this with you. You may be familiar with it. it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Starting in verse 7, just a few verses. The Apostle Paul writes to the church of Corinth. But we are, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. For we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body of the dying of the Lord that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, for that life in Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Amen. Father, bless this church. Spirit, pour out on us a blessing. Change us this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.